Hi, welcome to another episode of Pack One Pick One. This is me, Flynn, and uh, today we're going to be talking about Commander, uh, specifically the Legends from Ravnica Allegiance. Uh, it's the first time we've done like a deep dive on Legends and Commander. Uh, I want to do that for each set going forward from now. Uh, and to help me out with this, because there's eight of these freaking Legends, I have uh, two other guests with me who have both been on this podcast before. Uh, I don't know if you want yeah, sure. to reintroduce yourselves. Yeah, go yeah. Um, I'm Charles. Um, I was in a previous episode talking with uh, Tom about Commander. Um, I have my own podcast that I'm working on right now. It's not out uh, yet. It's uh, called Idyllic Tutors, um, where we mostly focused on Commander and sort of fundamentals about Commander uh, building from the ground up. Right, yeah. That's why you're back here. You know, you were great last time, and, I mean, you know a lot of EDH, so I had to have sure. you back for an EDH-themed episode again. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure to, to be here. Yeah. Hi, I'm Evan Piperl. I go by Solid Plasma online, uh, on my Twitter and all that. Um, I am an I'm an independent game developer, mostly video games, but I do play a lot of Magic, and I'm a big EDH enthusiast, and Flynn is a good um, friend of mine who uh, is always... Fairly antagonistic in our game, so it's a lot oh, of yeah. fun. It's a lot of fun to play with him. I am a and turn the entire table against him. I do that a lot. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but that's okay. Someone's got to be the heel, like in wrestling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you that, absolutely I would, are I would the happily heel. do that all the time. Anyway, yeah. So we're gonna go over each of the uh, legends in this set, kind of breaking down some facts about them, sharing our opinions on them. Um, so uh, two of us have three of them. Evan's got two. The remaining two. We're just kind of going order me, Charles Evan, and then we'll just loop back around till we finish them all off. Uh, yeah, so I made up some notes, uh, kind of some points I wanted to hit with them. If you guys added anything else in your notes, feel free to chime in as well. But um, they'll sound pretty much like the same things that we're talking about for each legend. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. The first one is Zagana, Utopian Speaker. I'm just not going in Wooburg order. Um... But its CMC is two colorless, one blue and one green mana. It is a merfolk wizard, uh, a 4 4 power toughness, and when ETBs, uh, if you have another creature with a plus one plus one counter on it, draw a card, and you can adapt it as in pay four colorless, one blue, one green mana, and anytime you have that mana, you can put four counters on it, and that's absolutely. It's but only the first time. Only once. And if it has a counter in it, can't adapt. So, you know, be careful with that. And it also has every creature that you have with a plus one, plus one counter on it has trample. So she'll get it to you know, adapt or whatever. It's a rare in this set. And it's uh, not pricey. It's 33 cents on TCG Player. So if you want to play it, you can get one. Um, and she's actually the 16th or 17th Summit Commander to come out. She came out with another one in this set, so numbers kind of interchangeable. But uh, technically, uh, there are 18 now with Voilesk, but we're not talking about more the Spark ones much today. Uh, according to EDH Rec, which is where I have a lot of this data, she's only got 36 decks registered to her, which kind of makes sense. This is Zagana, right? Yeah, she is the least played Simic commander according really? to that site. As a commander. Oh yeah. yeah. This is this is uh this is not Prime Speaker Zagana. Right. No, no. She's the bad one. Yeah, well that's a fun one. What? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. But um yeah, like I said or you guys said, they're um 
there is a different Zagana printed in Ravnica stuff was that it was, it was Gate uh, Crash it was printed I think in Gate Crash. Crash yeah, yeah. and she is far superior to this one it's not even close um, because with this Zagana you can only maybe draw one card if you have something with the counter the other one the sky's literally the limit same with her power and toughness it can go basically infinite um, so I think she's overall just much stronger this one and it's cheaper man cost better in like limited or traff but so, so rare it, as far as it goes to yeah I mean as far as commander's concerned it's not even close um, there's really nothing special about her giving everything that has a counter trample is irrelevant most of your big green blue creatures already are going to have trample or some evasion so she just does nothing special um, and maybe if we didn't have Zagana before this one that was really really good uh-huh. maybe she'd shine more but I gotta say she's a disappointment I haven't played with her or against her and I, I'm serious no, I've just played the old Zagana what do you guys think? I feel she's good in the 99 because on, like of, of stuff that gives trample I particularly like her because, you know, like a Simic counter theme deck, in which there are plenty of options around the commander. Right. Like, for example, Pure and Toothy is my, my Simic commander deck, right? For counters, yeah. Yeah, I run her in there. Because I can, I, if anything with a counter that I draw a card, which is good for Toothy, who's yeah. already going to have counters. And then what, I can adapt her if I need something bigger. And then Toothy with Trample is dumb. There are a number of ways to can Trample, but I feel like she synergizes well with the standard Simic 1-1 counter stuff. No, that's a fair point. I was thinking just as the commander itself. Right. Which would be worthless. But in the 99, she could fit in some stuff. Even I then, I wouldn't... Sorry, go ahead. Hmm? Oh, yeah. So, I think... Uh, if, you, if you're making that line of argument, then the original Prime Speaker, Sagana, is worthless as a commander in and of herself. She's only particularly good if you have something big yeah. to assist her but so i think i've been so i think evan makes a pretty good point that you know there's some synergy and mm-hmm. uh i would i would say that prime speaker zagana does something very different than what the new zagana does um some and i'm going to go to the fundamentals now right, right. here is that prime speaker zagana for one thing has no activated abilities she has triggered abilities the other zagana has an activated ability which is the adapt mechanic you cannot spam this ability because of the the if the yeah, intervening if clause uh it's not particularly dead per se i mean it makes it a lot more difficult for you to to do something really obscene right with, like you can't you know yeah that's true the other zagana you can make an infinite infinite you know draw infinite whatever but that the, the ceiling's higher. Yeah, the, the the ceiling's high. But I think this is something that uh, commander players I think sometimes overlook is the idea that in commander a lot of ceilings are pretty high for a lot of things like infinite life gain, infinite mana, infinite damage. That's what true. the there is no limit to those things. What there is a limit to is actually the twenty one point commander yeah. uh, damage. Mm-hmm. And Prime Speaker Zagana, when she's adapted, is what like an eight eight. Uh, that is With a trample, yeah. That's yeah, that that's a that's a three turn clock, and you can also there there are several ways in blue and green to actually get there incredibly fast. I mean, we're talking about like Biomancer's Familiar, Training Grounds. You can already immediately adapt her for a green and a blue as soon as she comes down. You have doubling season. Uh, you have 
uh, which we call it that green. The, they literally printed it in the same set that she came. Yeah, out the, the suit unless you adapt again, and also is a training ground. Is that uh, one? Well, I I already the mentioned. Bio-Man yeah, but, oh, sorry, you mentioned Bioman. I'm, I'm talking about the spell that puts three counters amongst uh, up to three target creatures. And then creatures. you double them. From, yeah, yeah. And then you double them, and so she right. actually just kills at that point hmm. because you put all three counters onto her, she, and then you double the counters that she already has. That's uh, 7, 14, plus 4, so that's 18 points of commander, and you've probably swung right. already in the last turn. So so she actually... So she is threatening at... I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that she's on right. the same yeah. tier yeah. as Prime Speaker's Zagana, right. but, but she's definitely nothing to, to but underestimate. I think, I think I get what yeah. you're saying is that the ceiling is lower, but the floor is higher. Uh, like like the base Zagana Prime Speaker, it's a one one, like on its own, it'll draw you a card. Maybe it'll yeah. be a two two, but the new one starts out as a four four, has more abilities. You can't hit the same highs as it, but it like if you if you're not getting those highs, then it's a safer. Well, yeah, yeah that, that, that's a that's a different analogy. What I meant was that uh, in Commander, mm-hmm. uh, most people's imaginations in deck design. Go beyond, go yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 go crazy, right? right yeah. But 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 the twenty one commander damage is there and ever present. It's actually one of the very few constant variables for losing right. the game. That no matter how high your life total, how much mana you have, if you are dealt twenty one commander combat damage, you're just dead. Do you think her effect's unique enough to run her over any of the other eighteen? That's a really good question. Because I I personally don't I, think her unique effect is like the other ones can do some really nasty broken even creative stuff like Azuri, the old Sagana, Roalesk, um, Momer, Vig, Pure Toothy. Like they all got, I think, just more unique traits and you can't really build around the new Zagana as much. Or... I would I would actually describe one of the things that actually occurred while we were talking about this was adaptive instant speed. Yeah. Which, I mean, you could see it, but you could still miss it, and it's still like either hold off until it's time, or hold off until they flash something into block. That, and, and when she had the counter, she has trample. So I feel like there's stuff you can do there. It, like, in terms of synergies, there are definitely more synergistic Simic commanders, but Simic wants to be synergistic no matter how you right, put it. Right. it. It's always building around whatever commander you're using. I guess to put it into another perspective, if you adapt her, which implies that you would somehow have mm-hmm. some way to activate the six mana cost... She would be an 8-8. Eight, eight. Right. It also costs 6 mana to play and quit Grafted Exoskeleton and make her a 10-10 and fet. Hmm. I mean, yeah. but at that point you could, you know, Berserk her or, you know, do some other Berserk stuff. Berserk doesn't give it effect, though. Berserk also has you sacrifice her. Right, afterwards. right, yeah. She is sustainable in fact. She will literally kill player after player after player. And you're in the color Whoa. blue to give you the time walk. Right. I don't know. I, so... I, I'm kind of iffy on her. Like, she's not terrible, but... In like, regards... With, with all the various other Simic commanders out there, I feel like... She's not unique enough among them. She's really... pretty unique in that. I said the... she's pretty unique. She's pretty unique in that the strategy is Voltron, whereas the other yeah. ones mm-hmm. do not endorse a Voltron st- yeah. uh, strategy. Huh. Uh, Prime Speaker Zagana, you wouldn't use her uh, as a Voltron, whereas the new right, Zagana, yeah. you would, because she just does things that sh- that does not require huh. you to use the Voltron strategy. Interesting take. I say uh, it's yeah. always about creative deck building in the post to like top tier necessarily and this is not to say that she's better than any of the ones right. that, that you've listed like Mormir Vig etc it's They're just to say, right yeah. yeah it's to say that she does something different now in regards to also that um, 
if we're talking about an alternative commander that does yeah. something uh, like better than her current strategy, there I don't like I said I don't think there is anything particularly specifically in blue green. But when you look outside of the superset of that set of blue green, mm-hmm. right, you have like something like Animar, for example, who actually functions. There are multiple different kinds of builds for Animar, and Animar actually, in a way, I think outclasses both Prime Seeker and the New Zagana because you could yeah, Animar is yeah, not because good. he you you can build him with a specific draw engine to do the same effect that Prime Seeker Zagana does, uh, and on top of that. You can also have him function as a Voltron commander the same way that the new Zagana does as well. That's true. Yeah. So, um, anyway, if you have a last thought, go for it. But then I think we'll get to the next one. Yeah, we should probably move on. <laughs> uh, I just want to point out that both both uh, Zaganas then fit nicely into Animar, so maybe just build another Animar deck. Yeah, let's all play Animar Squid. Yeah. We're done with this podcast. All right, we covered it. Animar, let's do it. Why not? It'll be <laughs> fun. And Animar is a pretty competitive commander. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. All right, so what do we got next? What do you have uh, up next? So, um, I have uh, Lavinia, Azorius Renegade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I I mean, between, so, I've got got two others, uh, but I figure that I cover her first. The other two are are in the Rakdos colors. And uh, Lavinia, um, I'll just read her stats first. Yeah, go for it. She's blue and a white, so uh, 2-2, classic bear. Uh, each opponent can't cast non-creature spells with CMC greater than the number of lands that player controls. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. How is the address? It's pretty good. A uh, she's a legendary creature, human soldier. These are actually things that do matter. The um, human can matter. The soldier, soldier actually also matters too. Soldier tribal is a huge thing that people often huh. never notice. There are actually tons of cards that actually support For soldiers. Commander. Yes. Is there any legend that directly supports them? Uh, like a, a legend that actually synergizes with soldiers, yeah, yeah. or a legend that's really popular with soldiers. Well, that synergizes with them. I don't uh, think there is. I mean, the Geola. Geola right? warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't There's... think there is one that directly does something with soldiers, though. Right. Maybe that's why it doesn't. Um. Players. Uh, players. So yes, that's. I, I think that's true. Uh, I would have to double check on that. There might be a multicolor creature that deals with soldiers i know that uh probably not blue white <laughs> yeah uh yeah, yeah definitely anyway. not blue white but uh like and, and this is and this is something as a forethought um because yeah. we just have war of the spark a lot of people are really interested in building kithian uh mm-hmm. as their commander or using like gideon black blade as their unofficial commander all the gideons are soldiers uh, right and yeah. so yeah. I, I would recommend anyone listening to this to actually start researching about all the things you can do with soldiers in commander because there are a lot of things you can do with soldiers in commander. Perhaps. Especially with, you look at standard right now with uh, the way that White Weenie is. Right, There's yeah. actually a lot of synergy with attacking on Moss. Uh, and so a lot of stuff to, to consider in regards to that. But anyway, back she, to Lavinia. Yeah. She gets playing vintage. She's gonna be worth something, right? Is she worth anything? Uh, well, the price for her is uh fifty-one cents on TCG Play. Damn, that's <laughs> a high rolling. Yeah. I don't know. If she's I can spring for that. So, so in my experience of playing against Sylvania, yeah. um, uh, I think that in terms of commander, uh, mm-hmm. she's sort of there. There was a huge shock factor when she came out. Players were upset when they actually played her, though, because they just felt like 
you know, I could be playing Grand Arbiter or like it's really hard mm. to set up my combo with her because I usually want to knowledge pool lock someone else out of the game. And I think I should explain knowledge pool for someone. Oh yeah, who combo know. with that. Yeah, so knowledge pool is a card from uh, the new Mirrodin block, not the old Mirrodin block. Newer. Uh, yeah. Um, it is from. Uh, Get. There's Scars of Mirrodin. Uh, Mirrodin Besieged. Mirrodin Besieged. So it was from Mirrodin Besieged. Uh, and it's an artifact for six mana. It has imprint. Uh, so when Knowledge Pool enters the battlefield, each player exiles the top three cards of their library. Whenever they cast a spell from their hand, they exile that card. And the player does, uh, they may cast another non land card exiled by Knowledge Pool without paying that card's cost. And so mm-hmm. if you. Uh, rewind this podcast a little bit you might recall that I mentioned that part of Lavinia's ability is whenever an opponent casts a spell if no mana was spent to cast it counter that spell yeah she's uh she was looked at for vintage and like modern host Tron and like other decks that cheat mana costs does she see like a lot of play as a commander like compared to any other resorts and like Grand Arbor so in my experience um yes I have seen a lot of people play Lavinia uh, from EDH rec standpoint, uh, I, she definitely had more than the other two. I think uh, there were about like 300. No, no, no. no 231. That's pretty good for a new commander. 231 decks uh, made uh, for her. Problem is that I think that she, she uh, rates low on the scale. And I think that actually comes from uh, this. And I actually talk about, I actually will be playing to talk about this in Ideal Tutors is sort of players approach to commander earlier i said that players were frustrated in using her because they sort of realized that she's actually really fragile to get a combo going uh because knowledge pool is six mana she's two mana she other no evasion yeah other cards well grand arbiter doesn't have any evasion That's true. but uh grand arbiter has an immediate tax on players right mm-hmm. uh and then you look at guys like brago uh who's another blue white commander uh, he doesn't have haste, and so your opponent actually gets one free turn to deal with him when he comes down before he starts doing his thing. Uh, but God help him if they don't. Yeah, but an important thing about Brago is that he has flying, you know, and yeah. and, uh, and I actually talk about this in the fundamentals of Commander that there aren't actually many creatures with flying that people run in sort of their. Um, uh, what you might call it go-to list in command like you know how everyone's like oh you need to run soul ring right no like if you actually look at like uh, any generic green deck list or red deck list or or white or whatever you actually don't see a lot of flyers in that deck list huh. um yeah cause, unless if it's actually a flying centric deck yeah because um, right. like flyers don't flying a powerful build they don't give all the other synergistic abilities you expect for commander to fly as well at the time well yeah. In terms of like power levels, right? Players often care more about uh, the effect of the card than whatever evergreen text yeah, is on the card. Exactly. Yeah, and so fair. And when Magic designs cards, they often sacrifice if they inter- if they give a creature flying, they actually rate that as higher on like the tier of evergreens. Like flying is stronger than like vigilance, right? For example, yeah. and so uh, because it's evasion versus what are you going to do just sit there right and yeah. so flying is rated higher and so they actually weaken sort of the power of the card and so players who uh look for specific cards of commander will choose a card with a cheaper mana cost with more power over a card that is more expensive and has flying yeah 
Uh, and so you can actually sidestep this. This is one of the reasons why Brago is so effective because of the meta that he's in that players just realize like, oh crap, I don't have any flyers to, to deal with this. Oh, yeah. Right. What, uh, do you have any other last thoughts on Lavinia herself? Yeah, so uh, Lavinia is actually good. Uh, forget what I said. <laughs> no, no, yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. just go. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, like, uh, I'll, I'll leave with this thought that if you are trying to build a Lavinia deck, come at her more with a prison mindset. Look at things like death and taxes and stuff like that. Instead of trying to assemble the combo as quickly as you can, slow roll it. In the same way that Grand Arbiter kind of slow rolls things as well, you actually kind of do want to play her as a Grand Arbiter commander. And one of the important things that you want to think about is not just her second ability, which counters any cards that aren't cast, but her first ability, which you can actually play Armageddon, right? Your opponent won't be able to cast anything, and a very important thing is, from the legal standpoint, right? right? All of her abilities are asymmetrical, which is something very different from any stacks piece like Winter Orb and all that stuff. Oh, that's true, yeah. It only affects opponents. Oh, so, which is awesome. So you can, you, can, you can throw down your mana rocks, your soul rings, your mana crypts, <laughs> bust out Armageddon. Your opponent can't cast spells while you're still on the roll. Another great card that works with her is Dream Halls, right? Oh, yeah. Your opponent cannot cast any of the cards off of Dream Halls, oh, where, so whereas you can just go crazy with it. Uh, and so it, it, she actually breaks a lot of symmetrical stacks effects. Most players try to play her as a combo piece, and that's not what she's meant to be played as. God, imagine if they gave her any actual tax effect as well. She'd be better than Grand Arbiter, probably. Yeah, but once again, player mentalities and player uh, culture in Commander just doesn't particularly gravitate to it, which is why I think there is a low appeal to using her until players start realizing, oh, I can use this. But right. then they'd be... They'd be kind of a dick. Right. People don't want to be hated by the whole table. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Floyd cracking up here in this stuff. And hey, I, the, listen. So, I mean, like, some players realize that they can do this, and then they also realize that Armageddon is a, is a taboo card in Commander. Oh, I the reason I know you I, do. I play it in two decks. Yeah. One is a board wipe theme deck. And I mean, if you're gonna do have board wipes, you gotta have some kind of like a blow up for I, theme. So now there's yeah. Narset combo. But yeah, it's an evil card. Yeah, but in my experience playing against other players who have played Lavinia, I've yet to meet a player who's played Lavinia in a way that I think best utilizes her. Huh. Uh, Interesting. Because they're all just combo players trying to play prison. Right. Evan, what do you uh yeah, the next one. Yeah, uh, well, first I just want to say uh, I, I I won a Lavinia altar on, uh, on on an Instagram post, so I'm, oh, this, really? this is going to be arriving pretty soon, along with an altar I commissioned, so I'm looking forward to showing you guys that. Yeah, that's uh, cool. But I have... Anyway. Uh, the Haunt of Hightower here, which is a... Um, it's a six-mana um, uh, vampire, uh, just cre- legendary creature vampire, mono-black, 3-3, three, three, flying, and when it, uh, when it attacks, the defending player discards the card. Um, and then, and, uh, thing, right? What? That's another effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and whenever an opponent, whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, it gets a 1-1 counter. It was the buy box promo, too. It's not, it, like, actually in the set. Yeah. Like, you can't open it. Yeah, and I'll rant about that later, because buy, <laughs> buy box exclusive promos are really dumb. Um... But, like, uh, for a Biobox promo, it's no Nexus of Fate, which is a good thing. Yeah. But it's kind of... Under- I mean, I like what they're trying... Like, I, 
of the legendary creatures we've got in the buy box problems, I prefer Fire Song and Sunspeaker. It's not that it's not an interesting card. Like, it's a very interesting card. It's cool, it does very mono black stuff. But there are basically two ways to build it. Despite its cool abilities, there are two, the way I see it, there are two ways to build it. You can build um, discard, uh-huh. or you can build uh, mill. Right, yeah. And mill, to me, feels incomplete without blue. That's just, that's just the blue player me talking. But mill, to me, feels incomplete without blue. We have less options. There's a lot more blue and blue. Exactly, blue exactly. Mono black mill. Exactly. Um, and mill isn't typically throwing any damage. I do like how it gets bigger every time it attacks. But a 3-3 for 6 mana, even with flying and all those abilities, without haste, is That's probably not going to stick around. I feel like a 6 mana commander has to do a lot when it comes in. Right. Because 6 mana is a lot to pay for your commander. especially if it's going to die and come back. It's going to be 8, then 10, then 12. Yeah, they did. And it's easier to do in monocolor. But even so, it's, um, it's, it's kind of a... Just not enough for its mana cost kind of situation. Classic thing. Maybe if it had haste, that would... Uh, yeah, but it haste, would be really good. Stat. I feel like it'd be really good. But it, and it may be additional colors, I don't know. But it's not a bad card. It's just something I'd run in the 99. Maybe yeah. an Edgar Markov would be pretty dumb. Do, it is a vampire. Do, uh... Did Sienna do some playing commander? Like, so it was... It was uh, to be? uh Let me see. It was, uh... It wasn't the least used mono black commander. There are a lot of mono oh, black yeah, commanders. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was, um... The 15th most popular... No, wait. Is this right? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at my notes. 15th most popular commander uh, in terms of... Uh, no, no, that's what you From were saying. Black. Oh, no, uh, it was, oh, it's okay. But I assume uh, it's got a decent amount of play. Right? It, was, it was like the 40th, I think, out of the monoblocks. Yeah, it was the 40th of the monoblocks, from what huh. I remember. Um, and it's... Um, How much is that card? It's 450. Oh, for, really? For bio- yeah, it's not very expensive. So it's, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's for a buy box promo, it is obviously not seeing a ton of play. But, um... Yeah, I, I think it's not a bad card. It's just not something I personally run with Commander. What do you guys think? I think you would play with Pox. Yeah, like yeah, it's a great yeah. it's a great control commander. I think it. Yeah. Uh, I think it, especially in multiplayer commander, it skyrockets quickly. And then you and because it has lifelink, you can actually synergize it with uh, the two combo pieces, Sanguine Bond and Exquisite Blood, uh-huh. because you don't even need. Uh, both of them out like if you have sanguine bomb whenever you gain life uh target opponent loses that much life and think of and it has lifelink and so yeah. say that you play pox right and everyone has like a full seven card hand or you play like uh whatchamacallit uh the card in cons block the rakasa dealings or dark dealings uh-huh. where yeah. each player discards their hand then draws that many minus one and oh, so yeah. you you or you do something like uh, you basically get full commander damage yes, right there. Out of you that. you literally just kill a player in that instant, yeah. right? And then you can just and what happens next is that when you hit someone, someone else is losing twenty one life off of Sanguine Bond. He escalates uh, really quickly. It does. And yeah, you not only that, around. any spell that your opponent casts goes into that player's graveyard upon resolution, putting another counter on him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Shit, if he, you have, like, Torment of Hellfire as yeah, well, that Mil, would just get really Mil crazy. is actually unnecessary in this situation. Yeah. Because a card, any, like, he basically reads whenever your opponent casts a spell or whenever basically any card just hits into the graveyard for them, he just gets big. His only huge weakness is actually against Rest in Peace. Uh, or oh, Leyline of the Void. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah. But, but those don't really see much commander. Those play. don't really see much. And once again, this goes back to what I said that about like this sort of meta in commander that the players just completely disregard that because players rely on a graveyard strategy. You know what else he's great in? He's great with like dredge decks with get yeah. decks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, he actually punishes players for playing those types of strategies. 
and he clocks them really fast. Right. I I do like him like in terms of creature and Voltron strategy than just getting bigger. My concern with him is the mana cost, honestly. You're, I mean, it's high, but black yeah. mono black, black can ramp actually. Yeah. 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 yeah, black is actually really powerful in terms of ramping in um, commander, which is you yeah. wouldn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's one of the reasons why they don't have braids because you could literally just dark rip braids. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Dark raid yeah, is yeah. actually one of those sleeper hit commander cards that yeah. players will just run. Um, and you have things like Cabal Coffers or Borg. Those are almost like staples. Yeah. In um, in in commander, so yeah. it I wouldn't be surprised in seeing him coming out turn four or earlier. I mean, you're also in the color that literally can tutor for Mana Crypt and Soul Ring if it wants to and get him out faster. Yeah. Uh, true. No, yeah, it's a... And he kills people legit. with hatred. Uh, Hatred's so, a fun one. Oh, yeah. Ryan, which one, what hatred does again? Uh, you can pay... X, it costs five mana. It's an instant. Uh, as an additional cost, you may pay X life. Target creature gets plus X plus O until end of turn. Oh, and if it was lifelink, you just gain it all back. Yeah, it's pretty it good. Back. And you can also spike another player in hatred like... Say, you, Charles, are attacking Evan. I can hatred your creature and have it kill you. Even yeah. If they don't want to do it. That's it's fun. a fun card. I really love fun. hatred. You, so, so another thing that you can do if you have Sanguine Bond out is that he gets really big. You kill a player with lethal commander damage. You gain, like, 21 life. Another player loses 21 life, goes down to 19. You play Disciple Bolas, sacrificing him gaining additional 21 life, drawing 21 cards, and you kill that same player again. You kill two players in the span of a single turn. Yeah, it's fun um, stuff. And so it, he's he is very threatening. And the three power, three toughness, I think is fairly priced for him, especially when you look at other commanders who've literally... Like, we were literally talking about Prime Seeker Zagana and Brago and Grand Arbiter. Right. Like, literally, he, he, he bounces against Brago, right? Uh, it, as... And that's given that your opponent has literally not played anything that has gone to the graveyard. True. Right? And uh, Prime Speaker, if she doesn't have any plus one, plus one counts. I mean, yeah. for, for, I mean, to be real, Prime Speaker, in most cases, will just beat him. But in other cases, he'll be larger than Prime Speaker. True. Um, the, the normal Zagana, he's, he's just two cards away from just beating her. He's one card away from already trading her. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, so I, I, and this is just one of my uh, basically design things that I, I notice about like the EDH stuff. Um, my general philosophy towards power tough stuff for a commander at least. Uh huh. If they have three toughness or less, I worry. It does, it's not an instant qualify, but it's a point down for depending on what what situation is because bolt range, if I call it. Is the, that's the common amount of damage you're gonna see from damage based that's stuff. That's true. So I so I agree with that, but uh, I will play devil's advocate here simply because I I believe players should run lightning bolt, and the fact that I'm saying that will then go into my next statement that that's not something that we should be concerned about right now because players are still with the mentality that they don't need to run lightning bolt. Like, who runs lightning bolt? Like, what does right, lightning yeah. bolt? I run like, mad at fourth, which is unlimited lightning bolt. Yeah, sure, but but. But what I'm getting at is that mm-hmm. uh, players, uh, you, you talk to any player who might be playing red, and their thought process would usually be like, why would I play Lightning Bolt? In a, because once again, most players, when they look at Commander, they're thinking not about constant values, they're thinking about large, uncountable values. Right, right um, yeah. And, and not just like a one-off kind of thing. Exactly. But three damage to solid removal. Three damage is solid removal. It yeah. gets rid of a lot of the key staples that people see. Yeah, no, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Gives some reach. 
But let's oh, hit yeah, the uh, let's hit the next one. Mm-hmm. Yep, Prime Speaker Vanifar, another Semic Commander. Uh, the second one in the set. It's the same mana cost as um, the new Zagana as well. It's two colorless, blue, and green. I think it's got more exciting abilities. Because uh, you can tap it, sacrifice a creature, and then search your library for a creature with the CMC of one greater than that one CMC, and just put it right into play, only as a sorcery. And it's a 2-4. It's like Brago. This one's a little bit more than the other ones. If you want to buy it, it's like five bucks on TCG. So it's not ridiculous like some commanders. Um, like, it's the, I think, 16th or 17th. Have you look at it? Whenever print in Simic, so you have options if you want to play like a Simic commander. Um, and it, it definitely sees a lot more play than other Simic commanders. About 210 decks on EDA Trek that have um, been registered for it. But I think that number's pretty low. I think it definitely sees a lot more play out there. People just haven't put their decks online. Because when this card got spoiled, it was one of the most anticipated ones for EDH just because it has like a bunch of ways you can just combo out with one activation of it well to start up a chain of activations um so yeah definitely probably sees a lot more play uh has there's been no other Vanifar before so can't like compare it to another one closest other card like it is birthing (laughs) pot I was about to say yeah that's the closest comparison is that uh, yeah, I've seen it go off once in a game that I was watching, but I haven't played with it or against it. So, far, I, I, yeah, like... I haven't experienced it enough yet myself. Um, probably won't replace Birthing Pod in, like, Modern, but, right. I mean, could be cool in Commander. Is has that theme... combo, which I think is the main reason people want to play it, is so they can combo out. Is it theme Modern play right now? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Probably I've... won't. It's too slow. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think uh, she's pretty good in casual circles because. Wait, she's uh, a she? That was a dude. Vanifar? Yeah. Vanifar. Oh, okay, whatever. It's like the far quad haircut from Shrek. That's why I thought. <laughs> it's, that's why it's, I thought actually, it's actually her crown, I think. <laughs> that's her crown? Oh, okay. Well, well she, she has an ooze. Whoever like, they are. <laughs> she. Uh, I think. I think she's fine. Uh, I think in more competitive circles, though, uh, she struggles a bit. Um, you can you can get some really crazy stuff going with her. Uh, I mean, Intruder Alarm is one of the cards that I was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, where you get the guy, she untaps, you sack him, get another guy, and then just escalate it further. Uh, but uh, this is this this goes actually with my shtick about mm-hmm. Birthing Pod because Birthing Pod because I play Prison and Birthing Pod is like actually one of the most vulnerable combo pieces in uh, Commander. Uh, because it does so many things that can easily be hated out by almost uh, in not inconsequential uh, pieces, and players don't realize it. For example, uh, if you have Angel Jubilation, players uh, can't pay life or sacrifice creatures to activate uh, spells to activate abilities or cast spells. Right. And most players, when they see that card, because she also has the other ability, non-black creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And so and they read that, and then they read an ability that relates primarily to black-themed cards. They'll think that, oh, she only applies to black-themed cards. And then they realize that Birthing Pod requires that you sacrifice a creature. And also, you can pay life to activate Birthing Pod. Well, yeah. And so uh, 
something like that actually stops birthing pot. Containment priest also stops. Containment it. priest also stops um, birthing pot. Any other cards that say you can't stack things or aid of mind sensor or you know, like lean in arbiter. Yeah, th- yeah, things that just would shut down things Lots like of white stuff. dementia. Whatever. Lots of white stuff. White stuff is pretty good at that. But yeah, even then, shut her down. but even then, you can also do something like stifle or yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. or trick bind, which Zorius Guild Mage. Yeah, or Zorius Guild Mage. That's a fun underrated yeah. card. Uh, blue, blue, white are pretty good at dealing with it. Yeah. Um, what is her power and toughness? Two four. Two four. Same as like Brago. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so it's not. You're never gonna really get her off with much commander mana? damage. It's all about her ability. Yeah. How much mana? Four. Oh yeah, so that's pretty. So so cool. so so one of the things that I also like doing, for example, uh, because she had because both her she and Birthing Pot are kind of similar in this regard, right? And that they tutor what I sometimes like doing. It's a card that's printed in Commander. It was. Um, uh, not sudden disappearance, uh, but it's a it's a white instant. It's X double white. Uh, put target non land permanent uh, X cards from the top of uh, oh. your opponent's library. So while her ability's on the stack, you just put Vanifar on top of your opponent's library. But except they can move it to the command zone. After yeah, but that actually stops the combo. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yes. that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's a damn shame uh, that. Sometimes the tuck wall was stuff like that, I think. It right. wasn't A-Wall, was it? Because A-Wall's really... What <laughs> are the yeah, unsets? Yeah, it's one of the other... There's yeah. a few cards that will do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so uh, she, she, she's pretty vulnerable to those strategies. But fortunately, in casual circles, players don't actually try to mess with someone's activated abilities. Usually, right. when you activate an ability and when you search a library... Like, one of the biggest things that players actually love to do in Commander... Well, love and hate to do in Commander is search their libraries. What they they love to search their libraries because they run a bunch of cards that actually have them search their libraries. What they hate doing is shuffling. Yeah, and, and you'll and like that's almost I like, feel like something that's universal about Commander players. Like, oh, I hate shuffling. Oh yeah, there's a lot of shuffling. Hundred like, cards. And, and, right. And then yeah. my and then my question to them is like, why are you shuffling? Right. And so and so. Usually, right. we should just never shuffle. No, 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 no. no. I'm down with no, that. No, no. <laughs> what, what, what I'm getting at is that when players say that, what it tells me is that you're you're tutoring your library a lot, which actually I think is really funny because in the whole spirit commander and, and Sheldon Menery, he's like tutors are bad, right? And yet every player is like, I hate shuffling. It's like, well, I guess you're tutoring a lot, then, aren't you? Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, true. Do you have any other final thoughts on before we move to the next one, or yeah, we can just move to the next? Yeah. One. What? So you're up next, Charles. Yeah. What? What you got? Um, Rakdos stuff now. Yeah, and so we'll just start with uh, Rakdos himself. Uh, so I got Rakdos, the showstopper. Uh, he's four black red for a six six flying trample, uh, and when he enters the battle, he legendary creature demon, no other uh, yeah trait. He's just demon, right? Yeah. When he enters uh, the battlefield, flip a coin for each de- creature that isn't a demon, devil, or imp. Destroy each creature whose coin comes up tails. Uh and so he's uh, he's he's all right. I mean, like I can't imagine him being competitive, but I can be wrong about these kinds of nah, things. No, probably wouldn't be. Well, I mean, he's no Brago or Thrasios or you know Ra- or Like and, like to be fair, like his abilities don't lend to doing some broke ass thing. Yeah. Uh, the the problem is that you can't really control his ability. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what you can do that might be interesting is, like, have something like Karn Silver Golem and animate everyone's artifacts into a creature and then drop him. Or you can do Quark's Thumb or something like that, too, right? You know, trying to do those extra coin flip. But you guys are missing the the, the best um, 
the best use is that conspiracy is the best cause. You just make all your stuff demons and it wipes everyone else's board. Well, but, potentially wipes the board. Right, right, no, yeah. I mean, Quark some does help with that. But, like, there, there's a number of stuff, of janky stuff that's just fun to do. It, it's not top tier or anything like that, but it's a lot of fun stuff you can do with new Rakdos. Yeah, he lends Wait, himself what, to jank. What, what's the conspiracy? conspiracy? Uh, creatures you control. Uh, basically, all your creatures are the chosen type. Yeah, oh, so black uh, and oh, you're talking about the. I'm thinking of the set. Oh, the set. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's really yeah. weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but but even then, that 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 isn't like that isn't something for you right. to 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 care too much about. Um, How's you stack up with the other Rakdos commanders? Uh, so, so I'm going to say this: him and Judith uh, are both in like I would say actually the same tier of popularity hmm. compared to other Rakdos commanders, and this is from my experience. I've not played against a Rakdos showstopper deck, uh, but I have seen uh, one more recent commander that that I've seen people playing around circling is Zancha. She's really fun. Zancha's fun. Uh, and in terms of like that, like if we're looking at Rakdos not from a competitive standpoint, but from a fun standpoint, he's a fun guy. But uh, right. oddly enough. People just like playing Zancha as a fun commander more yeah. than they like playing yeah. Rakdos. I mean, Rakdos, like, no. dude, his whole guild's all about partying. He knows how to have a good time. I mean, and, it, it, it's sort of... Uh, because I think when we talk about chance, there are certain players in commander in the commander community who like uh, things going leaving up to chance. Right. But I think what entices a larger majority of players, and this might be indicated in the EDH rec popularity poll is the idea of politics and Rakdos does not particularly lend itself to politics no <laughs> yeah and so that could be fun though yeah. right so 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 in terms of so in terms of like the same plane tier and the same uh idea and purpose people i think would like playing with zancha more as a fun commander but if you're looking for a commander that is all about like playing with chance uh Rakdos is kind of like your guy there's also that blue red sphinx guy that like you know arjun yeah we arjun fun yeah, and so uh, and so in terms of like those random like goofy stuff, it, it's pretty good. Uh, there are other things that you can do with Rakdos. Uh, actually, like uh, I'm trying to think if there are like red blink cards that you could just literally blink him mid combat and surprise players. Black maybe I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Colors there. There's got to be something. Well, like we're Dragon. <laughs> I mean, oh wait. Uh, so so uh, there's stuff like Heat Shimmer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Heat Shimmer is a sorcerer. Uh, Panharmonicon be could be hilarious. Uh, it, it it's all right because like you, you're basically ensuring that more things die yeah. with Panharmonicon, right, but it's yeah. not actually doing anything fascinating in my opinion. Um, it more or less like mulligans a bad coin flip. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, being able to get his ability to trigger at instant speed would that could be. be. Uh, really spicy in terms of like fun plays because then you can do it on your opponent's turn and like stuff like Voyager staff and things right, like that. Yeah. Uh, him also just being a six six flying trample is good. I would say that like amongst the 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 ninety nine he might have a place because uh, I mean the right. the better altern the better Rakdos that a lot of people really love playing. I mean and uh, and I just searched this up on EDH Rec. He's got like over like four thousand deck lists or something like that. Is Rakdos Lord of Riots? Yeah. Oh, because yeah. his ability lets you just bust out like a whole bunch of. Yeah. I love yeah. that guy. Yeah. And so he and this guy actually fits pretty well with Lord of Riots. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or in Judith. I mean, like my, our friend, true. our friend Rhett runs new Rakdos in Judith, but. I feel like he's kind of like the original Rakdos, which is, uh, I can't remember his name, Rakdos... Uh, Defiler. De- Defi- the Defiler, yeah. yeah. He really doesn't see much play. 
No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. He's kind of like that. He's kind of like interesting, kind of janky. But I feel that's like true. Defiler is is more sleeping sleeping potential because like making people sack stuff and like sacking stuff you want to sack and like non demons keeping your demons around. There's synergy there. This one's just unpredictable, but still fun. I'd, I'd say the last one may be better than the ninety nine. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um. Yeah. I think we covered that one pretty well. You got yeah. your last one. Adam. Yes. What do you? You have? gave me none of the blue ones. No, I'm just kidding. Fair. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Not so sorry. here we've got Taysa Karlov, who uh, we've seen before as a character, and never had her. Just usually when they introduce the character, they do the character by a normal name. But we're just getting her full name now, which we know. But like it's card been on the card before. Yeah. Uh, Taysa Karlov with a four mana, two and uh, white and black. Um, she is a human advisor, legendary creature, obviously. Uh, two four. Your death triggers, I believe it's when creatures die. If a creature die, it would cause the permanent you control to trigger. It triggers again. So, Panamonicon for death triggers. And creature tokens have been, you control have vigilance and lifelink. She's a rare for um, $1.29 at the moment, so not, not that much. Yeah. And she's very popular in this. Uh, she's, um, she's got 615 uh, uh, commander choices on uh, EDH rack, or uh, decks on EDH rack. Um... And there are a lot of, there are, um, there's 17 other decks you can, uh, 17 other commanders you could be running. That's a lot. Yeah. Plus the Battlebond partners, which we want to bring up, because all the enemy colors have Battlebond partners. And these two actually would fit well in, um, in this kind of deck, because they set, they sack and create tokens. Right, the Angel and the Demons. Yeah. yeah Regner and Krav. The, Regner and Krav would work well in this deck. Or as a commander, I think she, she could fit in there. Yeah. Um, but she's, uh, she's very interesting. She's, to me... The thing that stands out first is the token. Uh, the token abilities are really nice. Right, white, black tend to have a good amount of token stuff. Yeah, and with the with the uh, enchantment that makes all your token angels, that's really nice. It is yeah. worth noting she does not generate tokens on her own, so it's definitely a build around thing. The two archetypes I've seen people build with her are um, tokens and uh, I think it was uh, aristocrats. Oh yeah, she which I'm l- which I'm less familiar with, but like death triggers and. Uh, over the, it's designed to work with Afterlife, but there's all sorts of stuff you can run, like Solemn is going to love it. Uh, all, all the stuff, you, a lot of standard stuff you run in I feel like it could be fun to run her and Panharmonica and just have enter and exit flicker right. effects with some you, light. You'd like her to be in, like, an, like, Ailey to be in that 99, for example. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, a lot of life gain. Um, right. Yeah, it's, uh... Stratic Resonator is another card I think could run well with her. There's a lot of fun stuff you can do with it. Because... Panamonicon to me was just a really fun card with a lot of potential. And I feel like if you build that from the opposite direction with the death effects and the sack effects triggering twice. True. A let alone like stuff that stuff that dies in tutors, that just gets dumb. Have you ever uh played her or against her? I don't think I've actually I, She's I think I've seen games so. yeah, I mean no, I've seen some games with I don't think I've ever actually played in one. And I was considering building this one because I do want to build an Orzhov deck, and I'm not sure if I'd run her or something else. I play against a lot of Taser decks. Yeah, I figured it was. Yeah, what's yeah. it like? Uh, they're, 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 there's a whole variety. Most of the people like to be really cute with the deck. Uh, no one really tries to be really mean with it. That's like, a shame. I That's mean, nice. Like, like, people don't, like, for one thing, like, nobody, none of the Taser decks that I've played against try to run Yose. Oh my god, that's hey, so yeah, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you don't so, give them ideas. Yeah, Dude, so. Yosei, get like a palace siege, some sack oh outlet, now you're going yeah. to town. I mean, you can also do something with like Kokusho and Wound Reflection. Oh, uh, yeah. So that actually just kills the entire board. 
Oh, oh snap. Kill yourself too? No. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Uh, I mean, you go would... out with everyone. Yeah. I the one I was thinking of with Coke Show, which is the life loss. Which one does Yosei? What does Yosei do again? Tap stuff they don't untap. Do the next untap step. Yeah, yeah. But so, how does that stack? So, so you get they, ten things. Oh, twice as many. Yeah, okay. and and the other thing is that uh, the player, if you target a player twice, they skip their next two untap steps. They do. Yeah. Oh God. Savage. I love it. Yeah. So. Uh, she she she's also the fact that she gives your tokens vigilance yeah. is also really important because it, and earlier when I was talking about vigilance and flying this is something that players don't uh, also don't really realize because most players are really into combo mm-hmm. and stuff and attacking just doesn't really make sense for some players in commander because most players traditionally nowadays don't try to win the game via attacking uh vigilance is really powerful in stacks uh because of things like static orb where yeah. you can actually go on the aggression without any consequences and your opponent actually cannot attack back because then their creatures become tapped and they don't untap. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you think she stacks up to the other tases? Uh, I would say that... Um, so the, the tases... Well, because <clears throat> the one that's comparative mana cost to her, Tasa uh, on, Envoy of Ghosts, is very different, but also... So, they work well together, is the way I'd put it. Because Tasa Envoy of Ghosts... No, sorry, I'm thinking about... I'm, no, Envoy's Ghost is the one I wasn't meaning to talk about uh, yet. Orja of Sion. Uh, Orja of Sion, thank you. Uh, is, uh, ta- I think it's Sack 3 White Creatures. Yeah, yeah you have like Sack White Yeah, Sack 3 White Creatures, Exile Target Creature, I think, which is nice removal, uh, which of course works well with... Uh, I'll, I'll make sure I have this right. Yeah, her ability is synergized. It's a Sack Black Creature one and a Sack White Creature Tasa, one. Orja of... So gotcha. Oh, it's got it. Yeah, so yeah Sack 3... Sorry, good. Sack three white creatures, exile target creature. And the nice thing is she makes creatures. So she makes the white creature sack whenever another black creature you control dies, create a one one white spirit creature with flying. Right. So that's synergized real with the tokens and the lifelink and all that. Um the only the thing about her is and I brought I brought this up before, but she's in this case is one mana left and is in bolt range, which is to me significant, but probably shouldn't be as significant as it is. Um but I think those two work well together. I would also in the ninety nine run um Tasa Envoy of Ghosts, who is ridiculous. The only downside being that she is seven mana. Yeah. Which makes her not ideal for commander in my eyes, but uh she's definitely included in the in the late game threat for um That's true. for uh, see, Envoy of Ghosts has protection from creatures and yeah. she has her, no mercy is yeah, her no mercy is her status. That's which her, is good. Uh, I mean, Damn, plus, in addition mana. to no mercy she makes uh tokens when something dies and hits you. Yeah. She yeah she she so yeah, she also works with them lots of taste to make tokens, but Envoy of Ghosts is uh, uh, the uh, the oh she also has Vigilance, which is dumb. Oh, but Envoy yeah, of Ghosts is just really good. Um, I think we uh we got Tasa pretty well right. Yeah. Uh, if you have any parting thoughts on this one, yeah. go for it. I, I would say uh, she is good. I'm not sure if she's as good as Tasa or Zav. Uh, based on my experiences uh-huh. playing against her, since like I said, a lot of people who've been playing her like to do a lot of like fun cute stuff. Things. Yeah, mm-hmm. cute things like running all the Tasas in her and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and no one's gone to be like mean in the sense of like running stuff like a Yose combo in her uh, or like a Revelar Car- uh, Karma Guide combo mm. right. uh, because Revelar triggers twice yeah. now and yeah, it gets multiple guys back and you can load generate infinite mana off of that um, but um, 
the the, the thing with Taysop or Sosan is that uh, I built a Taysop or Sosan deck and I played against Taysop or Sosan deck. Uh, she's one mana cheaper and she is very aggressive. Uh, like True. the the what I've been mentioned about her ability to make those tokens is that uh, she makes white spirit tokens and then she has the other she was part of a whole cycle of Ravnica uh, lieutenants Latin. yeah where yeah. like if you're they were the other uh, champions yeah they were champions like if they had this if your creature had half of this color or the other half of this color it depends on different effects right and so Orsoff Scion was you'd sacrifice three white creatures to exile target creature uh you, whenever a black creature dies, another black creature you control dies, you get a 1-1 one, one white spirit. Uh, and this, uh, most of the Tesla or South Scion decks that you see in like the more competitive versions run a card called Darkest Hour, ah. which turns, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a black enchantment, it's one black, all creatures are black. And so oh. you begin to loop infinite uh, with that. And so because, because the white white spirits that you have they become black creatures through that enchantment. And I believe yeah. it's not a non-token creature as it's any creature you control yes. as. Yeah, you a can black just sack one. Does, yeah. Hell, if you have that uh, Tesa, that enchantment out, and like any um, like sack outlet, you can just go infinite. Yeah. You do go infinite. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, yeah. She she cool. she she is in that way a little bit more deadlier than uh right, yeah. than Taza Karloff. But this is but Taza Karloff has just been introduced like recently. We'll see they in time. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Well well people are still sort of researching and investigating and trying to figure like the optimal builds for her. We'll see in right. time if she outranks uh the the current uh or the previous Taza, the OG Taza Orzov of Scion. Uh, who knows? I mean, nowadays people don't really play Orzov. Um, like, uh, as a standalone. Yeah, well, as their own commander, because she's been out for a while and players have. This is the other thing about combo decks. Players get bored playing combo decks. They want to make. Yeah, get yeah. a new thing out there. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, yeah, it makes some really good points on her. Yeah. yeah, you don't really see a lot of the old legends nowadays because they keep putting new, like, stuff that people want to try out. But it's cool. The, the new one has. For a new card, like a lot of like decks registered, a lot of people do, playing yeah. her, so it's a good sign, honestly. Yeah, yeah, we, have, we only have two more to go. Um, and the final one, uh, second to last, is Nikia of the Old Ways, and that is a three colorless, one red, one green, so a gruel legend. Uh, it's a centaur druid, and you can't cast non creature spells. Yeah, let's start off with the, with the hard stuff there, yeah. but. When you tap a land for mana, you can add one extra of whatever color that land tapped to your mana pool. And it's a 5-5, five, five, so 5-5 five, five for 5. You know, it's not bad. Um, double your mana. It's a rare from the set. I think it's the cheapest card of all these legends. Yeah, I wonder 25 why. 25 cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like... The good thing about all the cards we've talked about so far is none of these are going to break your bank. Yeah. You want to play the... It's not like fucking Aziz and Tamar, who's like 80 plus dollars, you know? If you want to play any of these legends, even the buy box promo, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, Yeah, believe it or not, there have been a ton of Gruul legends. 27 total. Wow. As of uh, Ravnica Allegiance. She being the uh, 27th. And this may also surprise you more than the fact that they printed that many Ghoul Legends. She has 306 decks registered as her being the commander on EDA Trek. This freaking card. 
Yeah, I'm shocked by that. I don't think she's terrible, but that is a way higher number than I expected. Um, yeah, so, but surprisingly, it still falls about middle of the pack for popularity for ghoul commanders. Yeah, because there's so many to choose from. Um, but yeah, she's pretty high up there. Then again, there's some real shit ones. Like, there's at least three from Legends alone mm -hmm. that just no one ever plays. Literally no one plays them. Um, right, but does she have trample? No, I don't believe so. Um, yeah, so there hasn't been another Anikia, their new character. Um, I haven't used it in Commander, but I have used it in Draft, where I once got to play two Sunder Shamans in a row off of her on turn six. That was pretty fun, I'm not going to lie. But the downside is that you need ways to get more card draw, because once you dump all your creatures in your hand, it's like, okay, you have all the mana in the world, you better find something to do with it. Because yeah, be not being able too. to play non-creature spells, even in green and red, yeah. is a big price to pay. There's some really good ones. So you can have them in your deck, but once you play Nikia, you're, you're paying a big price for getting double mana. Yeah. So there are creatures that will let you draw more cards when they enter. There's stuff like Helix Pinnacle you can do. But if you're playing this card, you need to really work around one of her abilities so you, know, you build around one of them but you have to take into account the fact that you're you're paying a high price here i think uh, uh there are enough creatures for you to go really crazy that you actually don't need card draw in the deck hmm. uh you can just rely on activate abilities to win the game uh, other things uh, like card draw, like card draw is nice uh, because I think you do bring up a good point is that you have a lot of mana, but where are you going to spend the mana? Right. On? Yeah, you have to have an outlet. Yeah, and so the outlet isn't, and so card draw is a way to get an outlet. The other mm -hmm. way is to actually just tutor. Uh, you can run stuff like Yeva, so you can flash in your creatures at instant speed. Yeah. You run Seaborn Muse. You run yeah. um, was it uh, Fierce Empath to actually tutor for something like Protein Hulk. Right, uh, you get like World the the Dragon, uh, you get like Kiki Jiki, uh, right. and you and what's important is that uh, she is a unique legend of her kind, but she's not the um, only cool creature of that ability. Zertot, she's actually sort of based off of Zertot, Zertot ancient. ancient, and yeah. there's also the uh, Mana Reflection yeah. enchantment, which yeah. is basically her, but a mono green. Is it yeah. permanent or land? Mana Reflection is even scarier because it's any Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mana Reflection gets destroyed by Dampening Sphere. Uh, yeah, 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 but, uh, but no one really plays that unless you play against a Stax player. Right. And most players who play that, And you're not just... You're not going to run into an ordinary Stax player. Like, the, right. Real. That's the beauty of stuff like that is a lot of... There are cards that will hose any deck strategy. But a lot of them are such silver bullets that most people won't put yeah. them in their 99. Just because, like, if you're on their own, unless they're actively hosing something, they do nothing. And so they'll want something more proactive. Yeah, so so one thing that you can do with her, for example, uh, in terms of, like, activability is, like, uh, was it uh, the the land from Innistrad that gives a creature plus X plus O right. um, with uh, red and green? Kessig Wolfrun. Yeah, Kessig yeah. Wolfrun. It's a really good outlet, especially... Uh, with that, uh, was that that mono green Audric, the one that literally gets all the keyword soups? Uh, oh, mono white, yeah, Audric. Uh, no, there's no, no, a green no, no. creature like that. Yeah, You're right. Oh, it goes yeah. infinite with oh, Magus oh, and Ma Majestic, Ma Ma Majestic Mountain. 
Mr. Myrock without it? And she does go infinite with, with Magus. Yeah. Well. Um, but of so. course, you gotta have an outlet for it. Infinite mana is useless if, you know, you can't take advantage of it. I mean, you, you can't can just... Primal I mean, she, she, she literally came out in the same set as the uh, Skargan Hellkite. Um, yeah. And so you just ping your opponent to death with that. It's fun. Uh, so, the like, once again, activate abilities, I think, is particularly key here you can even use activities to draw cards you can use creatures right. with etb triggers like basically uh and that's another thing about commander is that uh there are enough uh especially i, I want to say like uh seven years ago when magic the gathering started focusing on a more creature-centric strategy with all these really powerful toolbox creatures like you they weren't just vanilla creatures with strong like power toughness and evergreen keywords right. they were things with ability stapled onto it and players now play creatures not really for their stats but more for what they come along with that package right that's true and so red and green green in particular has some really powerful creatures yeah they've gotten um, a lot more help nowadays with some yeah. good unique effects like eternal witness uh with team or saber tooth that's a I yeah mean, especially with the infinite mana uh you can go crazy hey sorry about that break we're back uh the app cut off at an hour per segment so Back to you, Nakia, Evan. So, um, I was, uh, we were talking about how Nakia is actually good, uh-huh. and I am still skeptical. That's fair. Although, I mean, like, it, it's not that it's not that she's fundamentally bad or that it can't work. Is that what does she herself bring to the table? Well, she doubles your mana. Well, yeah, mana reflection doubles your mana. Uh, Mina and Dan let you play additional land. It's one less play additional land. There's a lot of stuff you can do. It's you have to compare what the creature does for you, which I mean like doubling mana is not bad by right. all means. It's a very good effect. The issue is the downside of not playing non creature spells, to put that in perspective, Narset, the planeswalker, the first planeswalker Narset's ult. Yeah. You, how often do you get to ult planeswalker? That's and that's true. ulting a planeswalker on yourself in the negative sense. Well, I think um I think you mentioned Mina and Den, which is yeah. interesting. I actually think Nikia is better because infinite mana to me is more useful than a second land drop per turn yeah. because you're once you run out of like it's like exploration it's good yeah. early you dump your lands but then after that you're only probably drawing one per turn and getting to drop extra with these things doesn't really do much unless you're right. using like landfall triggers from right. and Den but like if, if you're not then it's just like once you blow your load of lands then yeah. okay I mean the difference if you do like, mana, yeah, that can go like like Helix Pinnacle, I'd say like that's a good strategy. Of course, you have to play it before you play her. Yeah, might I feel like if she had Trample, I'd be honestly a lot warmer towards her, because even with Trample, that vanilla five five five, what does it do? It lets you not play non creature spells, but it doubles your mana. So it's yeah. it's just you know it's like it, it it's a body. It's it's I feel like the keywords what we needed here because like for that for that mana cost and that body. And that downside, I want the upside to outweigh the downside. And in limited, I'd say it's very good, as you mentioned earlier. It does some cool it's stuff. Right, it, yeah. it hits hard. In Commander, there's just too much going on and too many non-creature spells you're going to want to play. I think, actually, it is better in Commander. Because in limited, once you... Ha- you only have so many creatures or ones that are worth yeah. getting out in, in rapid succession. In Commander, you have the whole backlog of red and green right. and colorless stuff. You have stuff. more control over it. I think yeah. that... Yeah. Your your analogy about Narset I don't think particularly works here because I've literally played in tables where someone had the loyalty to ult Narset but it was like it does nothing. Mm. Uh, simply because I'm playing in a table full of people who are just playing creatures. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so and, and that's the other thing. It's like your 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 comparison also doesn't particularly work on certain 
tier groups of commander players. Yeah. Like, more competitive players will uh, gravitate towards the non-creature strategy, and so that Norse, so something like that, like is unattractive to them. But, yeah. Like more casual players, like dude, I just want to play like you know my my one one soldier synergy that right. I was talking about. Earlier, <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, it's like, definitely a good stompy stompy commander. Not good, like Gruul likes Gruul is straightforward, and I've always respected that about it. It's it, it likes to hit stuff. Yeah. I I honestly, you know, I think what's bothering me about it is that it doesn't have trample. I feel like Nikia should have trample because that's a very gruel thing, and that's and that's just how I see it. Yeah, well, your, your other stuff. Will, I mean, big shit. You cast I, I, I think. I think. I think. Well, I think that's the other thing that players need to um, uh-huh. not uh, fall into the trap of. Just because you have a lot of mana doesn't mean that you have to cast all the big things. Right. What a lot of mana means is that you can do a lot more. A lot more for most players usually translates to I can cast like a dark steel or blight steel colossus. Mm-hmm. What a lot more means oh, yeah. for me means I can rotate team or saber tooth eat with more times than I normally can. Yeah, that's true. Right? And so that's not a that's not a lot of mana in terms of like each of those cards individually, but it's a lot of mana when I actually start doing the rotation. Right, mana right? goes fast when you yeah. want to start. And so them. having a so doubling your mana allows you to perform multiple actions per minute, and like you said. I need to have actions to actually act upon. Yeah. But that's the whole point about like the fact that you that green actually has a lot of green centric yeah. creature tutors. Right. Yeah, yeah there's a lot right. of Borderland Bellower, etc. Yeah. 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 So, and fair. so and, and and so you just and red also has creatures that literally ETB draw and certain effects like that. Right. I mean, you can run Isan the Wandering Bard. There, there are multiple ways for you to get cards out of your deck that do not require you to draw cards. Right. I would sure. also, I would also point out that, and now I'm thinking about this, if you manage to get a sack outlet for Nakia, it opens up a lot more options. Yeah, there's some. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, I mentioned that already. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah. well, no, I, I think it's good though that um, you know, we do have like more differing opinions on Nakia. Yeah. Because um. We've all been pretty on, on the same page with most of them. So I, th- yeah. I think it's good that yeah. that we have this because, you know, we're all evaluating different, different players, ways. different yeah. styles. Don't forget that. That's, that's why yeah. it's good we have all three of us here. Don't forget that, like, Magic Gathering is doing this whole thing now about putting spells on creatures, right? Yeah. yeah. So look at the cycle of, Ma- uh, of Magi's, right? So recently we just had Magus of, of, of Balance, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And so Magus of the Wheel is, is another great way in the Kia to just get what you need without having to actually play Wheel of Fortune. True. Uh, in, in fact, in many ways, she is kind of like a budget commander build because a lot of these spells, these non-creature spells, which were really expensive and are still now very expensive and are on the rise. Right. The creature alternative is cheaper, right? And the key enables you to actually do those types of budget builds that you would like to do. Uh, and the next commander set that's coming out, we are expecting a green Magus to complete the cycle. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, That'd yeah. be awesome. What and do we get? So I mean, it, we've had it, Candelabra and we've had Library so far for Green. So so real important. The the cycle of Magi's are all based off of old specific non creature cards yep. and those non creature card types. So the first uh, so like Magus of the Library and Magus of the Arena and all those guys were based off of a cycle of lands. That's where uh, 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 Magus. What was the white one called? Tabernacle. The tabernacle is based off of tabernacle, and then you had a whole cycle of magi based off of really powerful enchantments. So Magus of the Vineyard, uh, and Magus of the Moat, uh, for right. example, and then and then Candelabra was just an artifact for some reason. Well, <laughs> uh, no, uh, well, there was a cycle of artifact magi's also, and so uh, Candelabra was part of the cycle with Magus of the Disc, 
uh, and uh, I forgot what the blue oh Magus of the Mirror which was Memory Jar right. stuff like that and so uh, and then you had uh, Ma- uh, I forgot what was the, the, the black one I think Magus of the Mirror oh uh, I, I, I yeah. was. we um... and so uh, and so yeah the green this new cycle of Magi that they're yeah. printing one at a time in each year of the commander set is based off of the powerful spells that uh, instance and sorceries uh, that or I think actually just sorceries that we've seen wheel of fortune yogmoth's will uh uh was it the 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 storm card uh mind's desire yeah, me, yeah. uh yeah. And, balance. Mind. Yeah. and so speculating uh, we're, like we what can talk about this in like, a later search. podcast uh it could be like well well primal search well that's the thing like these are old classics right and so i'm thinking of something like eureka or hypergenesis. Yeah, right? or uh, even nature's uh, it's the natural, natural order. order. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the problem is that natural order already like has been reprinted. These are cards right, yeah, that have yeah. also not been reprinted either. That's true. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Maybe if we're lucky, we'll get Magus of the Shaharzad. I would like <laughs> that, that, that a lot. Great. I would love that, but it sounds very green. I haven't told you about the Shaharzad idea. I mean, oh, you... all right, all right. Get, get through this one, but then we got one more to go. Okay. What's the Shaharzad idea? I mean, well, the last one is from me anyway. Yeah, so, so okay. uh, Shahar is so if Shahar was actually unbanned in Commander, uh, I would play a group hug deck where I get everyone to like just get all the lands they like, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I would cast like Eye of the Storm and begin to storm off. And then once my storm count is high, I cast Shaharazad. Uh, and so since everyone has tutored all the lands out their deck. Every sub game of Magic they're playing is without lands. Oh, that's awesome. so funny, yeah. Except for it. me, because I yeah. chose not to search my library for those lands. I like that. Uh, and so, and so, it's funny because it's uh, I'm playing group hug and I'm giving everyone lands, mm-hmm. but for for one game, every other game we're playing is a game where I'm just playing Magic and you're not. I like that. That's that's, that's cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of, what's the last legend? It's another Rakdos one, I know that. Yeah, it's Judith. Um, so, earlier you were talking about like the large number of Gruul legends. Judith is the 33rd, I think. Damn! There were that legends. many? I mean, yeah, I mean, but... But a lot of ones were like shitty legends ones. Yeah, I, I, you know, I counted like three shitty like, legends from that yeah, block. But yeah. like, uh, Judith, Judith is pretty good. Uh, like, um, she is one, a black and a red, so CMC is three. She's a human shaman. Uh, other creatures you control get plus one plus oh and whenever a non-token creature you control dies she deals one damage to any target and she's a two two herself hmm. right and so a lot of people like running stuff like reassembling skeleton nether trader some sort of sack outlet right uh in commander though the one damage seems almost kind of insignificant um huh. yeah unless and she's not a sack outlet herself so she doesn't particularly do that much uh and also the important thing is that she uh only hits uh things that aren't tokens so they have to be like real tangible things you can't just go with a bunch of like uh thralls or serfs uh, right yeah and use those uh and you can't do something like a kiki jiki combo and sack all your tokens or something like that it doesn't particularly work that way uh so uh and so, oftentimes, it's just more of quantity uh, than quality of huh. creature. Uh, creatures like Murder's Redcap are really good in, 
and what I mean like quality, by the way, I'm not talking about like you know big creatures or like, it, like right, the effects. What yeah. what happens if you set yeah. them? You just you just need something that can do that. And so she kind of puts the icing on the cake. Now, granted, everything that I said is actually what I've read off of EDH rec of the list. If right. I were to build her, I would just give her infect and kill all the players. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> give her like a tainted strike or something. Just yeah, give her give her a tainted strike and then just start cycling uh your reassembling skeleton. And so all you do with the Phyrexian um altar is you give her tainted strike, then pay then if you have ten mana you kill a player. Yeah. Yeah. Hell you could kill a bunch of people. Yeah, you can you can actually start to go pretty infinite uh, with that, and you just kill a bunch of players. Um, right. And so, uh, all it needs is just a slight little push, and you just give her infect and and go to town. Yeah. Uh, it's cool and so, uh, she's she's pretty good being aggressive, uh, because if you give her infect, fewer players will be hesitant to actually block your creatures because they don't want your creatures to actually die. Right, yeah. Uh, and with the plus one, plus oh, you can start actually going to town with that. Um, what, what do you think about so Judith? So, Dan actually built Judith, and it's incredible. Oh, uh, um, yeah. What a, one thing I noticed is that uh, the ping is any target. It doesn't have to be players. It can be creatures. It can be planeswalkers. And the fun thing about it is if you give her life like a death touch or just death touch in any way, she gets ridiculous. And yeah, you can, like... And uh, if it creature you control, any creature dies. You paying for uh, it's yours. Yeah, it's not that good. Where any, yeah, no, any yeah. non-token creature you right. control. Right, right. So um, there's there's just all sorts of in in those colors. You've asked to all sorts of stuff that has death triggers and wants to die and sack outlets. It's also the fun potential there. And the plus one plus zero to all your creatures is not insignificant at all. Yeah, you can get some incidental damage in with that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, or trade. But most with people stuff. are gonna play her for the second. You know. Yeah, of yeah. course. The, the, like, I'm going to emphasize what, what uh, Evan said about the plus one plus zero. Like I said, you can go aggressive with her. And like I said, Evan brought a really good point about yeah. giving her death touch. Is that if my creature dies and she has death touch, I will kill your creature in combat. Like it makes, once again, it's like that quantity over quality type of thing. Like It doesn't matter what creature I'm throwing out. As long as I can recur this creature or this creature has the ability to let me recur it. Right, I will outvalue you in terms of card advantage. Right, it doesn't matter how big my creature is or anything like that. It's uh, my creature will trade with yours, and I will get my creature back. Your deck is not designed, or I'm not expecting your deck to have designed your creature to get it back. It's true. Remind me, did she have menace herself? No. no. Okay, for the moment, take it from yeah. else. Yeah. Um, she doesn't really need it anyways. Yeah, no, she's really solid. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's pretty good, and she's also cheap too. Once yeah, again, yeah. she's like she's a rare three mana, I think. Uh, she's like two bucks. Really? Yeah. It's more than I thought. I thought she'd be like fifty she's, cents. She's just because she's a rare and a heavily open set. Yeah. Standard. She 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 has a she's a really good attrition type of commander. Yeah. She's really good on the whole nuts and bolts thing. She would be like I mean playing her it would feel like you're playing like red black death and taxes, mm-hmm. sort of. Not in the sense of like you're you're taxing your opponent, but like you're making these trades that you normally uh that in a game where there's infinite combos and uh and like uh, stacks decks and things like that. Uh, she's kind of refreshing in the sense that you're playing magic with her. Yeah. No, I think that, you know what? I think you guys had some really great points on her. I I pretty much agree with all of it. Like, yeah. I haven't gotten to play her too much, so I can't say yeah, uh, yeah. say much about her. But do you two have any final thoughts on any of the cards here or any of this in general before we kind of wrap it up? 
No, I think I think yeah, yeah, we, I think it was yeah. pretty good, right? This, we had this, really this was fun. Good deep dive. I want to do this again for future sets of awesome. Spark, but uh, you'll notice we did this after uh, RNA was like kind of done, and we have mm-hmm. a new set come out. Just because um, you know, if we don't give people time to start using the commanders, then we won't have as much personal experience or you know data to go off of. So I think when we do this again, it'll probably be like once more the spark is like kind of rotating out for the newest set to come in etc yeah yeah give it time for uh to experience some more so yeah anyway i might i might have foreshadowed the idea of a gideon commander deck oh yeah so that may come up that might come up you know and when we talk about war the spark so remember this (laughs) all right nice anyway yeah thanks again charles Mm -hmm. can't wait for you to uh come back here and also here are the idyllic tutors yeah um so i i will i will i will give you a, a drop of uh, of that but some of the stuff that, that i mentioned today um we do cover that more in depth in idyllic tutors not about commanders right about like right, but the, um, the, like sort of like the fundamentals like talking about the fact that like oh yeah did you not notice that like players don't really play a lot of flying creatures in commander exactly. like next time you sit in a commander game count how many flying creatures are on no the one's battlefield. playing horsemanship i don't yeah. know why <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I love that shit though i yeah, did make yeah, the song yeah. uh, and and talking about like uh some of these other kinds of things like the fact that uh creatures are, are overly abundant and that there are alternate versions of spells that you can run as creatures yeah uh and things like that and so basically going in on those fundamentals and also like talking about like card draw like uh when you're building a commander deck it doesn't always have to be card draw if you can just tutor right and the idea that if players say like oh i hate shuffling and then uh that actually implies that there is a lot of tutoring that happens in their deck right right yeah so um i think it's been great you know this is definitely like again uh you know a good way to um have any listeners here that want to check your podcast out still yeah. know more what you're about kind of things you guys are going to talk about and i will definitely name drop i mean you'll be on here again for sure yeah but i will name drop uh your podcast again once it does officially release yeah. so that you know you get even more kind of like off the ground running yeah. um evan do you have any uh last thoughts i know um should definitely mention your uh handle again that you go by yeah so, so you've uh, a lot of content too yeah no i do i I'm, i mostly make video games and uh stream on twitch uh, but I, I might be doing some more magic on Twitch and stuff. Um, like Arena? Yeah, maybe Arena. Maybe actually try and finally get a setup for EDH night. Uh, camera. Right, awesome. we're going to make game nights look like losers. Oh, yeah. We have our stuff. Uh, um, Shout out to those guys. Oh, they're awesome. Have me on. Oh, uh, yeah, after, after you said that, we're going to make it look like losers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but my handle on pretty much everything is Solid Plasma, S-O-L-I-D-P-L-A-S-M-A. And you can follow me on Twitter or Twitch, twa, 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 twa. And uh, it's been a pleasure to hang with you guys. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, we'll have you all on again for another episode, hopefully before we do the next War of the Spark one, but if not before then, definitely for that. So, yeah. All right, we're signing off. Thank you all for listening. Once again, check us out on Anchor, every major podcast platform this publishes to, Facebook page of this podcast, which you can find in the description. And, yeah, that covers it. Thank you for listening.